0: Uh, welcome back, everybody. Sean words here with Toolhouse, how-to tools for parents in schools. Um, and today is Tuesday, so we are doing our Tuesday Toolhouse tool. Um, and today we have the privilege of meeting Julian Reed. Um, he is a professor of health and sciences at Furman University in Greenville, South Carolina. Um, has a PhD in exercise science and has written a couple of books activities in the modern classroom and active education, and he has a great um, uh, business platform that he's um, promoting right now, which is called Walkabouts. I'm super excited to be meeting with him today and interviewing him and inviting him to introduce himself and his work Um, because, as you all know, um, I am an avid Montessorian. And Maria Montessori talks about the importance of movement from the time uh, an infant comes into the world with tummy time and developing core muscles and upper body strength and not not restraining children in cribs and uh, car seats and so on and so forth. And then, of course, that um, that mindset continues to evolve as the children get older as well even in the elementary and middle school classrooms where the children are traditionally in desks because their bones are developing and they need to be moving um, so the environments are prepared for them to actual, actually move move about the classroom while they're working and we believe in Montessori and I know Julian would agree with me that um, movement actually helps um, develop the brain um, in a very healthy way, that left-right movement, and it also um, allows them opportunities to um, engage in, in greater, higher levels of focus. So that's kind of our connection, and I am excited. I know I'm going to learn a lot in this podcast as he uh, talks about walkabouts and talks about kind of the, um, the core concepts in his books um, and how he, support, how he can and does support parents and educators. So welcome, Julian, and I know that you probably have a lot more to share about yourself, so um, I will let you, I will let you go.
1: I will do that, but even prior to that, you talk about tummy time, and I was just teaching that in my motor development class, um, and how you can't turn over. And roll over until you have the strength to do so and so many parents are so scared of that their infant is on their stomach because we've scared them so much that you can never put your child on their stomach uh, because they might suffocate and and so on and so forth and nice. they lose that opportunity that they need that time on their tummy to get that strength so they can roll over and reach another milestone around six months which is rolling over so you and I are and on, on the same page. Yes, and crawling, and how important that is, and creepy. Yes, and, um, and so. And I just yeah, wanna.
0: No, I wanted to just interject for a second because I was even of the mindset. I didn't. I didn't follow the. I guess right after I started having children in the nineties, um, their pediatricians were recommending that children lay on their backs. Nineteen ninety-one
1: is when the Academy oh, of Pediatrics came out and with that suggestion.
0: And I never did that. So <laughs> uh, my children slept on their stomachs. So and they I turned out,
1: them, right? Yeah. And I'm sure they turned out okay. Um,
0: yeah.
1: Well, you know, it's all relative, right? With our children, we hope they turn out okay when they drive us crazy uh, mm-hmm. at times. But yeah, so I'm a professor of health sciences at Furman, as you mentioned, and one of my areas of research is physical activity and cognition of kids. And I'm a big believer, similar to you, is uh, children need to move to learn, and we've known that for so long. I mean, the first thing we do, I and I, as I mentioned, my motor development class. When an infant is born, one of the first things they do is kick, right? And they mm-hmm. have those spontaneous movements, and some of that rhythmic supine kicking. Some motor development specialists will say that already shows how uh, uh, walking is ingrained into our into our nervous system, and. So so because mm-hmm. we have these different reflexes, right, of walking and stepping and, and swimming and, and so forth. So we, I believe, were born to move. And fortunately, and Dr. Montessori was, you know, was so prescient and before her mm-hmm. time, uh, you know, so far ahead of everybody else, Um But fortunately, now we're more and more parents and educators are realizing, actually, there's some real science behind why we want our children moving beyond just increasing the strength of their muscles and their bones. Mm -hmm. We know it helps to stimulate brain development. Mm -hmm. And we also know as they get older, the more movement also helps them focus with those executive functions. But unfortunately, we are still in a battle at times, with with uh, with sometimes uh, educators who are not comfortable with movement, or administrators mm-hmm. when they transition into school, who who like children to sit down and be quiet, and mm-hmm. the one thing that can really help them, they often overlook, which is movement.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and you know Maria Montessori talks a lot about. Um, the healing properties of children being in nature as well mm-hmm. um and you you speak of movement obviously a lot of a lot of the big movements that we do are outside you know whether we're playing sports or we're running or we're walking um you know or or what have you and so is there um is there information in your research about that i mean yeah i'm so
1: i'm so glad you brought that up she was yeah. so far ahead of her time we we do now have uh We do now have research that shows if you even see green space, you it improves your social emotional health and your mental health and one other area of research that I do is I look at trails and parks and how they impact physical activity and so so we have this outdoors time spent outdoors is actually as a kid is a great predictor later Mm -hmm. on in life uh, of 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 activity so yeah I mean uh, I often and I I said that, I literally said this a week ago. Do we really need a fitness center if if mm-hmm. and in college when you're going to drive yes. your car over? Swipe your card and get on a treadmill. Yeah. Why wouldn't you inside. just inside? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you just walk around campus on a pretty day? And yeah. so, you know, she was well before her time. And, and I think more and more research is, is not only demonstrating the importance of movement, but the importance of nature and green mm-hmm. space and that social capital that you can get by going to a, a community place, not only just to be active, but to interact with your neighbors and what have you.
0: Mm-hmm. I live right across the street from a uh, state park, Mother Neff State Park, and it has these beautiful hiking trails. And, uh, you know, when weather is inclement, I will go to the gym, but I really love going out there with my dog and I get so many ideas, you know, for my business and my podcast. My mind is clear, the air is fresh. And Maria Montessori, specifically for the adolescent, she talks about the importance of, uh, you know, things that are shifts that are going on in their brain and shifts that are going on with their hormones and how. Putting them in nature she actually calls she actually suggests that children adolescents go the first couple of years to what we call an herd kinder um a school that allows them to run their own business and to cultivate land and to hike Mm. and to be in the fresh air and so on and so forth so i just wanted to put that out there for any parents of adolescents because we know how moody they can get and we know (laughs) how challenging the relationships can become and how they want to kind of hole up in their room while 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 they're doing what they're supposed to be doing which is developing autonomy from their parents and you know finding montessori herd kinder schools where they can do that in a healthy way i think is um really valuable if it's if it's accessible Um, yeah so I love all that I also wanted I'm interested and curious about your thoughts uh, because you know movement yes healthy green space absolutely Um, and yes sometimes that's challenging in schools depending upon how they're designed and how they're Mm -hmm. set up and what their philosophy and culture is and then there's also the tablets and the iPads mm-hmm. and the cell phones and <laughs> sure. so what are your what are your what are your thoughts about that Yeah um well
1: technology I always say it shouldn't be a lesson it should be there to enhance the lesson mm-hmm. um so I think there's always going to be uh, a need for technology just because it's not all technology is bad I I, right. I think though um the devices that kids get access to, I think they get them too early when it comes to tablets and phones. Not that they can't be good tools to learn. Right. But I don't, as the brain is developing, um, for instance, a tablet sometimes or something where you're, you're not writing and we know handwriting is so important
0: Absolutely. for
1: development. Mm-hmm. And we've lost sight of that in, in mm-hmm. many cases. We know with young kids, for sure, too much screen time, we can show correlations between, um, you know, screen time and inactivity and poor brain development. Um, so I my, and, and, and my children were not always happy with my wife and I because we didn't give them a phone or a tablet or a computer uh, until much later than most of their friends. Mm-hmm. And part of that was we really wanted them to develop social skills that's and the totally- ability to talk to one another. And that's one thing I notice even in, in higher ed, but you see it with young people. But my my students leave my class, first thing they do is take out their phones mm-hmm. and they'll be walking side by side And they're not even looking in front of you, right? And and there are studies to show that 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 impair that that blue, you know, light is not always great uh, for us. We know definitely um, later on in the evenings for sleeping, but we know there's some studies impacting how that does with development. So I think technology, if used properly, um, is 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 it can be actually beneficial, but you know, I think we, we introduce it, we introduce it too early. When I say, I I don't, I'm not saying we don't want kids to have technical skills early, but I don't think it, I don't think a young person who's eight or nine needs a phone. Um, I mean, you know, the phone is really not even going to be used as a phone. Most people Mm -hmm. with their iPhones, they don't even use it for phones, uh, where you can do a lot of, um, that manipulatives, uh, with something else, you know, I have some yeah. um, family friend, I mean, uh, not some family, and their kids go to more um, uh, a non-traditional school in which they're very similar to Montessori, in which no technology is allowed in the early ages because they want them to develop that manipulation, which we know is really important, fine motor mm-hmm. versus gross motor and stuff. So I'm okay with technology as long as it's uh, not introduced too early and then it's there to enhance a lesson like our platform mm-hmm. walkabouts is it's technology i mean it is it is on a computer or it's on a it's on a, uh, a smart board or computer yeah. board but it's there to teach a content area that they're already teaching mm-hmm. but yeah. to get the kids up and moving yeah. um so i think it definitely has a place um, in a house and a place in a school it just it it just has to have some limitations
0: yeah, I, I I love that you say that because I'm a big believer in everything in moderation. You know, you don't want to completely uh, deny people's students or children certain things because it just makes it that more desirable. Yeah, <laughs> to them, no, right? I mean, it's like
1: parenting things. You tell them <laughs> the no, 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 no. It's much easier if you say, okay, expose a little bit. And so you don't have that desire mm-hmm. to just do it because yes. you've been told not to do it. Because um, yes. there's always going to be some of that.
0: And yeah, and I think um, setting boundaries and limits is, you know, um, the work of parenting and educators. And I like what you said about handwriting, because in Montessori, you know, we do the sandpaper letter tracing, everything is kinesthetic. And mm-hmm. until you know, they actually get to the point where they're abstractly writing, you know, with mm-hmm. paper and pencil um and they do they write in cursive you know all the way yeah they don't even Um, teach
1: that most elementary schools don't even teach cursive anymore or writing in general
0: so it's so healthy for the brain development and then in Montessori often I won't speak for all Montessori schools but the ones that I've been intimately involved with um really the the children don't work with technology computers Mm -hmm. um not to say that we're Saying they shouldn't at home, but we want them to be doing the handwriting and working with yeah. this beautiful material. Yeah, we want
1: them to have the. I mean, we because the real world uses computers and all those things, so they need to yes. have those skills. But it shouldn't be something that is everything's based around. Yeah, my own in my own classes, I don't allow allow them to use um, computers to take notes. It's all handwriting. Yeah, and I give them the notes so they can. Uh, I can move at a faster pace. Yeah, but when you're typing, it, you don't. It, you don't get that information the same way you do from the handwriting Mm. based on what a lot of the motor motor learning
0: uh, research
1: says. So, and just having manual dexterity and finger dexterity, arm hand steadiness, you know, those motor abilities that are really important.
0: Yeah. Well, we, yeah. So we start um, introducing computers like at fourth grade. And so uh, we know that the children are using them um prior to that. And if mm-hmm. we do any kind of thing, you know, it's typing Twitter to allow them to be successful with computers as, as they get older. And so we believe that that opportunity, as you said, to really engage in handwriting, we call it committing it, committing things to muscular memory,
1: mm-hmm. you know, which mm-hmm. I think
0: is a good um something that happens when the children are um, you know, doing handwriting. And I think even as adults, of you know, it's there's research out there that um says if you write things, you know, you're more likely to remember them. Absolutely. Which is why people yeah. take notes and in workshops and conferences and things like that. And I and I think my my main thought is, you know, we don't want to be rather than using the iPads at home, for example, as babysitters, let's get them outside. Let's go Mm -hmm. kick a soccer ball around with them. Yeah. Or just take them on a walk. Yeah.
1: Go let the, if you have a dog, you know, go walk your dog, you know, just little things, you know, we have two dogs and we walk them twice a day. And my wife and I Mm -hmm. know, Almost every house in our neighborhood has a dog, but they don't walk their dog. They just kind of put their, I guess, their dog outside. (laughs) And and from a physical activity standpoint, we, you know, we know that dog owners typically are more active because they walk their dogs. But I love that end of the night walk. Mm -hmm. First of all, I think the way better. I have a treadmill desk. I have a standing desk. Absolutely. And I, and like you said, you get your best ideas when you're moving i i just enjoy the being outside movement and mm-hmm. and now we have so much you know neuroscience to support what it does not only for academics and cognition but with the executive functions, it helps kids mm-hmm. f- focus more. And, yeah. um, and, and so the movement is, is, is much more beneficial than our just our physical wellness. Mm-hmm. It's our uh, you know, social emotional wellness, our cognitive health, our brain health. Um, and, and, and so we just need to give those opportunities throughout a day, not just you know, one time during the day, but throughout the day to move.
0: Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I, my middle son and I, um, run marathons, um, Oh wow! And, and, you know, I, I, I got a puppy in August. So it's a little English bulldog puppy and I'm an empty nester. So she's like my whole world right now. I love her so much. <laughs> and so because I live across the street from the state park, I've really gotten more into hiking Totally. And, you know, totally. just, you know, hiking five to seven miles, um, you know, at least totally. once a day. And it's, it's been so gratifying for me.
1: Well, and the dogs um, are, if it's a dog that needs exercise, they love it. Mm-hmm. And it's a great prompt to get you outside too. Cause there's times when I don't want to walk the dog. And yeah. so, but like, yeah, but it will be good for me. It'll be good for the dog. Let's get outside.
0: Yeah. And then, yeah, you come back in and you feel so much better. Totally. So, even like I was super tired yesterday afternoon for I've been doing a lot of driving. And so I started throwing the frisbee in the backyard and then chasing her. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I feel so much better <laughs> sure. just, you know, just from running around. So, yeah. So, you've got, uh, is there anything specific you want to talk about with the activity, um, a- activating the modern classroom or active well, education? Want to touch yeah, on I mean, that? Those, those are, books? you know,
1: yeah, those are a couple of books that will were designed for you know, teachers, actually, I used to train teachers on how to teach with movement. My wife's a classroom teacher. And I started doing this 20 years ago. And teachers are way more creative than I am. But I started writing some paper pencil lessons, and giving them some background uh, behind it. And I would do these workshops. And I was always asked for, okay, do you have any more lessons? Do you have any more? And so that kind of led to, you know, okay, I'll I'll write some, and I'll put a book together, active education, you know, integrating language art, social study, science and math
0: yes I love you know. the integration yeah, yeah.
1: and then uh, continuing with that um my I met somebody uh, at the pool and we were talking about education and his children had dysgraphia and we were talking about movement and the importance of it and then we got together and decided to create this company called Active Ed, basically like active education to get more movement in schools for kids similar to his children and, and children who just need to move. And that's so we created this walkabouts platform that allows teachers, you know, in every state, our system knows where they're in. And it brings up those state standards from pre-K to second grade.
0: Oh, I love that. So a yeah. teacher
1: in Texas can teach something that is, goes to, peaks and then South Carolina is my standards. Um, And there's paper to pencil in there too. But it's a it's a simple platform where a teacher, if you can check your email, you can log in. And we have hundreds of activities that you can do that don't take any time away from uh, instruction. If you were doing specific instruction, you just get to do with movement. And usually like young people like to do it, um, like to move. So why not use that to your advantage?
0: Oh. Uh, yeah, I love that. And they don't have to be in PE class for that. No, right? no, no. The it's actually a regular actually, classroom. No,
1: it's designed for a classroom because, you know, as you know, PE is great, but they only get it once a week in elementary school, most places. Whereas the classroom teacher sees them every day. Um, So you get an opportunity to integrate the movement, but we also put the movements into a context so a kid can remember. So, for example, we have one on long and short vowel sounds, and we have a couple characters that take the kids on an adventure. But that one will say, hey, can you reach up for a long vowel sound? and squat down low for a short vowel sound so the vowel sound the the word is right there and we say it and then right there a parent if they're doing it at home or a teacher can can go okay those students understand it. Uh, the, the other ones who are moving the wrong direction might need remediation, but you can also remember the context reaching up for long squatting down for short. So it puts it into yeah. a context where then you can retrieve it later when you are maybe being assessed or where you're learning that content in a different context.
0: Oh, I love this. Okay. So tell me what age range this is really. This yeah. Works yeah. For so so walk.
1: Yeah. So walkabouts is really uh, pre-K through, elementary grades okay. we're building you know we have a, a lot of focus on pre-k to second and third but we have some fourth and fifth and we're building yeah. some more uh higher grade content right now and it's it's you know it's it's based on all the standards whether we like it or not st- if you go to public school especially you have standards that you have to meet if you're a teacher and to ask teachers to do more is never uh gonna work because they <laughs> yeah, have so much should, <laughs> you know, so here so here it's like hey you're already teaching this math lesson here it is with movement
0: I love that and I love that uh that expands any 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 of the standards no matter yeah, what state you're no in no matter
1: what state you're in um yeah that's that in, great and that and way, and those
0: yeah those foundational years too uh yeah so, so the pre-K
1: absolutely mm-hmm. so the pre-K standards we actually work with uh the National Association of Early Young Children, Mm -hmm. and then Head Start standards. So those standards come, and it does this automatically. So your system, you know, you log in and within four clicks, you can create a walkabout. It's a seven to 10 minute adventure. And I encourage, you know, folks, if you want to go get a free trial of it for 30 days, you can just go to walkabouts.com. And, or if you want to talk to me, you can hit contact and somebody on our team will, uh, but it's all, we have some research on there and we have a white paper And, and even if you don't want the, um, don't want to use it, there's a lot of research there to support movement, um, on the, on the website. Uh, but it was ultimately to help kids. I was a active kid who always got in trouble, you know, for moving too much. And so there's plenty of kids like me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And this sounds um, amazing for homeschoolers as well.
1: Yeah. We have a ton of homeschool customers.
0: Yeah, I bet. Um, this must—it sounds like it's really fun and also um, hands-on, concrete, which you know we love as Montessorians. We got to get you to some Montessori conferences.
1: Yeah, for um, sure.
0: <laughs> to, to promote your walkabouts. Yes. Uh, because yeah, the early childhood educators in Montessori would love that as well. Um, and it sounds like it works in any any kind of um, yeah I mean, educational we have model. At home.
1: Use yeah, it's really you can use it in a full classroom. You mm-hmm. can use it as a station. You can be at home on your computer yeah. with your child their tablet or even iphone yeah. if you want if you that you have your phone you can give it to your child and say hey w- i'm waiting in this in this for this errand i'm running why don't you do a walkabout yeah um, that's great so, so it works on all platforms
0: yeah and for parents as well because in montessori we talk a lot about Well, we coach parents into setting up the the environment at home to facilitate optimal growth and development of the child so um. Yeah. So you know, this is part of part of them preparing the environment, right? Yeah, setting sure. up the setting up the environment to allow the children to move and to be healthy. And um, this all sounds great. Okay. Well. Um. Any any last thoughts that you you would like to make sure that you get your that yeah get in before I, we close?
1: No, I would just say. I mean, you know, I'm probably I'm preaching to the choir here with, with the importance of movement. Um. But it does also really help for kids to focus. It sounds counterintuitive, but that part of that prefrontal cortex where the executive functions are movement Mm -hmm. helps to stimulate that part of the brain. So you can focus more. And, and so, you know, sometimes people think, Oh, I can't, control them right now you want me to move more well you probably can't control them right now because you're not giving them any opportunities to absolutely move. and so take them
0: outside <laughs> take them outside
1: have a have a little bit of a break um i mean I, human we, we're not des- our we have limited attention capacity let alone mm-hmm. young children are still developing so movement to me is a is a great um facilitator not only of learning but focus but also just it, it improves your your social emotional health and your mental health like being outside um, Mm -hmm. and we need to provide those opportunities for kids Mm -hmm. and adults
0: yeah and when they're learning these basic concepts for reading and math like you mentioned it's so much more relevant when they're able to actually experience it totally put their whole body their
1: whole body right
0: Mm-hmm. I love it. And it's fun for them too. And of course they're yeah. going to learn better if they're having fun. Well, And right they'll
1: first. often say, Hey, I want to go do that thing when I'm jumping over there and they don't realize that they were learning math. You know? yeah.
0: <laughs> so walkabouts.com.
1: Yes. Walkabouts.com. All right.
0: All right. So friends uh, reach out to Julian Reed walkabouts.com and, and, um, or reach out to me and, you know, if you need a refresher and how to get in touch with him, Um, Thank you so much for being part of my podcast. I'm super excited um, to share all of this information with people.
1: Thanks, Sean. I enjoyed it.